So guys, I was, uh, well, I caught the end of a show on Channel 5 of all places, and it was a discussion about the best biscuits, or cookies to our American friends, uh, in the world. And they did a sort of like tier list thing, and there was some in there that you may expect, like uh, Maryland cookies were in there. But I, well, I've got two questions for you. One, what do you think is the best biscuit? And second, now let's answer the first one first, because it really irks me. <laughs> What's your favourite biscuit, guys? For me, I'm an absolute sucker for chocolate digestives. Absolutely am. Okay. Uh, you might be nonplussed to find out that they were actually number one, which is hard to argue with. Yeah, I'm probably going to agree. I'll be honest. I think I've had, I, I like a lot of biscuits, and I think chocolate digestives are probably my favourite. But, you know, there, there's a lot of really good biscuits. There are. I mean, my, my personal favourite is a chocolate hobnob, because oh, that tastes like the yeah. digestive and just elevated elevates it with like the, the extra oatiness and it's 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 a solid biscuit like you could dunk it for ages and you'll be fine you don't have to worry about it falling apart i believe peter k did a bit about it years ago also bottom yep yeah <laughs> that's also another reason why you like it because of bottom well, true. <laughs> it, it may have had a uh, subliminal effect on me as a child <laughs> i have a packet of chocolate hobnobs <laughs> I will uh, say though, I do want to shit on rich tea biscuits because I know like a lot of people really, really like rich tea biscuits. Like they'll praise it and say it's their go-to biscuit. But I don't know. I think it's a bit of a hot take, but I don't think rich teas are that well rated in my opinion. I, They're fine. No, they do. They're like an emergency biscuit. I've had rich tea the other day and I, I think on their own... They're very dry. They're a bit bland. When you have them with tea, though, I know, well, that's kind of the point. They're called rich tea. You have them with tea. Oh, they're fucking great. I love them. I have them with tea and they just bend. Oh, wow. like, I've never seen a biscuit reach a 90 degree angle <laughs> or more. <laughs> I, 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 I think I give a bit of a pass to rich tea compared to a lot of people, to be fair. I mean, Here's I may remember from like around my nans. Here's a scientific thing. Oh, I've got no basis for science <laughs> on. Fuck it, it it's true. Do you know the ideal dunking uh, time for a biscuit? Uh, I know that I know there is a scientific like thing. Um, I'm guessing like two seconds. No, close. It's it's three seconds. I was gonna say three, but I thought let's let's just take it, let's t- turn it down a bit because I don't want a floppy rich tea. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say fifteen seconds. Fifteen? <laughs> Christ! Fifteen? Good lord! That'd just be a, a mug of uh, soggy biscuit. Huh? <laughs> Don't say that More out biscuit loud. Biscuit than tea, no? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the say soggy biscuit in the three of us. Oh no! What is this turning into? <laughs> what about quick cho- <laughs> chocolate bourbons? Great, great biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, custard creams are nice as well. Uh, uh, jammy Dodgers, of course. Nah, I, I'm, I, really I, like I, I prefer cream. custard creams over bourbons. No, I'm not the biggest mm. fan of custard creams. I love them. Oh, really interesting. We're learning a lot about each other. I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> def- I'm not a, I am, I will not touch anything like jammy Dodgers. They, they can fuck off. I've got a whole jar of them like downstairs, and I've oh, been steadily snacking on I, them as I, we go. I would love to do a Tim Tam slam and absolutely. Smash them on the ground and then uh, break them all apart. Sorry, Brandon. What do you have against jammy dodgers? Yeah, what, what's the problem with jammy dodgers? Do you like jam? No. There you go. Okay, that's probably why then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, well um... wait, right. I've got something else which I'm going to open up and confess about here. <laughs> okay, I blame this from my mum. Um, basically, you... when because I used to do uh, karate like um, every Wednesday, every Saturday, and I got into this routine of. Obviously, Wednesdays, I'd go to school, finish school, have dinner, then go do karate, get home, shower, blah, blah. And the Saturday, 
I had this routine of I'd wake up, I'd have a cup of tea, and then guess what I would have for breakfast? I would literally, right, you know those shops where they sell those boxes of broken biscuits? Yeah, I know the ones. I would eat, I would get like a bowl of milk, and I'd probably have about seven, eight, or nine biscuits in a bowl. And back when I didn't care about what my pancreas was doing, I'd also douse it in like a teaspoon (laughs) of sugar. (laughs) And that was my breakfast every Saturday before karate. To be fair... I can't really say much. I would, when I was younger, on a, on a Saturday, my breakfast was like chocolate biscuit, full chocolate digestives, and then I'd have like toast. But I'd wake up and like <laughs> have four chocolate biscuits straight off the bat. Uh, I mean, your, your biscuit cereal sounds a bit odd, but then you got to bear in mind there's cereals exist like cookie crisps, which yeah. is pretty much just the same thing, isn't it? Just in the smallest in milk. Milk, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I literally well. had a biscuit in my head. Um, oh, fig rolls. What about what about fig rolls? I, I like think I'm rolls. gonna I think I'm gonna German suplex them. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a. We, we my mum bought a packet of fig rolls the other day, and already they're pretty much gone. I'm just like, I'll just take... gone in the bin. <laughs> no, no, in my in my belly. Nah, I'm, I'm no, I'm very partial. ASAP. You might get poisoned. <laughs> I'm no partial to fig rolls. So well, I was thinking milks. like. Yeah, right. Malted milks. Mm. Actually, I do like malted milks just as much as I like the nice biscuits as well because those are the sort of biscuits which I'd always have when I used to go around my nan. Same for some reason. When I was younger, you know the ginger nut biscuits? Oh, yeah. When I was younger, I could not stand them. But I think it's like as you get older, I sort of started to appreciate that little bit of a ginger tingle. Mm. As I, eat I, legit have a, I legit have a packet of ginger nuts on my bedside table right now I'm, as we speak. I like ginger nuts. Ed Sheeran, get off his table. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> <laughs> he's just building a lego house uh, he's he's gone off to like sue someone else for stealing his lyrics yeah <laughs> anyway um I, I i i've always thought as like the the regular digestive not the chocolate ones the regular digestive as like the true neutral of biscuits oh, yeah. like like uh that's your baseline biscuit like anything worse goes under that and I... anything higher I rate like digest like plain digestives as a seven or an eight out of ten. Like I call that there. It's strange, isn't it? How they're, they're still nice, but there's not much to them. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> there's so much you can do. Right, actually, I've got another hot take here. <laughs> did you know that? Well, you probably did know this, but some people will have digested biscuits as a savory snack, as in they'll put cheese on top. Yeah. Well, kind of are. Yeah, you, you have cheese and biscuits. Well, yeah, but, uh, you never well, seen yeah, but I see. I see. I see digestives as a a dessert biscuit, not a savoury biscuit. But you can buy those packets where it's like a, a crack cheese and like the cracker sets, and it will have a some. Sometimes I'll have a digestive biscuit in them. Yes, and I leave the duck. I leave the digestive biscuit because I do not think it should go with cheese. Well, I mean, if you ha- uh, cheese belongs with crackers, not a fucking digestive biscuit. Digestive biscuit. I, I probably agree. I'm just saying you get cracker sets with the digestive biscuits that's all yeah i just find that weird like why is it with the cracker set i don't get it oh, i don't know because it's that's wallace and gromit i need yeah. to consult luke vitties about this <laughs> yeah all right well we, before we move on to our uh, meat of the episode this is the controversial thing and this made the list i think it was around number six and i draw umbrage with this oh, God. because they said right are you familiar with the uh like the chocolate bars the blue ribband yes they were in it as like like the, the number six right. best biscuit. It's not a biscuit, it's a wafer. A wafer's not a biscuit, it's like a chocolate bar. I'd be like calling a Kit Kat a biscuit. It's fucking not. Yeah, I'd, I'd I, say it's more a chocolate bar than a, a, a 
it, than a biscuit. It's in no way, shape or form a biscuit, and it made me um, monumentally mad, and I want to write to Channel 4. and in, in Channel 5. <laughs> yeah, I'll write to Channel 4 or anyone. Sounds good. Oh. Bring back Ali G. As we've been yeah. talking about biscuits, I've just literally went onto Google and just topped in top 20 biscuits according to British people. Oh, and go on. the sun, right? And this was published in 2020. Oh, give us just a, 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 a quick fire breakdown. So we, okay, we I'll give you the top, I'll give you the top 10, okay? Number 10 oh. is a crunch cream. Never heard of it. Then you've got nine bourbon, eight Maryland cookie, seven jammy dodger, six custard cream, five is chocolate, chocolate hobnob. Right, and this is where I have to start putting on my top hat. Jaffa cake is number four. I don't, I don't consider a Jaffa cake as a cook as a biscuit. Chocolate finger is number three, shortbread number two, and chocolate digestive number one. I don't know how I feel about Jaffa cake being in fourth place. Like, there's nothing exciting about it. To be honest, I think Jaffa cakes are shit, but, you know. They are, they're, not, like they're not exactly amazing. It's just a soggy, thin bit of chocolate with a... Everyone goes meant mad to be an orange them, like, Yeah, I've, I don't get it. I've, I've eaten enough in my life that I'm now bored of them and get them, especially the McVitie ones, get them far away from me. I think the McVitie Jaffa cakes are the worst Jaffa cakes as well. I, I think the, the, wor- the worst thing about Jaffa cakes for me is I always feel bad after eating them because you only get like 10 in a packet now. And I like, you just like eat the entire packet and then feel guilty afterwards. If you want a decent Jaffa cake, Obviously, you're going to have to pay more, but if you go Marks and Spencers and you buy their Jaffa Cakes, they are fucking beautiful. What's the I name of it? Really can't be called, they can't be called Jaffa Cakes. What, what's their version of it? I think they are called Jaffa, Jaffa Cakes. Tea Cakes. Uh, whatever, I don't know. what I can't remember. Jaffar. <laughs> yeah, Jaffar Cakes. Jaffar. I, I don't know what they're called, <laughs> but they are really nice. Yes, they are Marks and Spencers, but you get what you pay for. They are good Jaffa Cakes. Picture Chief Podcast is not sponsored by Marks and Spencer. No. I'm, right, I'm, I'm looking last... again on more um, sources to try and find out who really rates the top of the biscuits. Yeah, well, I was found it paid for by McVitie's by <laughs> No, I found another one by the Oldham Times. So oh, basically a little village a village thing. Mm. Number 10 is Wagon Wheel. Right, shut up. Number 9, Malted Milk. 8 is Digestive. 7 Party Rings. Six custard creams. Five. This sounds like I'm doing the 12 days of Christmas. Five jammy dodgers. Four is Jaffa cake. Three bourbon. Two shortbread. And number one is Biscoff. Like, where's chocolate digestive in this? Where the fuck's hobnobs? <laughs> I mean, I mean, f- fair shout to party rings because party rings are fucking dope. On, on that note of party rings, have any, either of you watched the video of Andrew WK eating British party food? Yes. And no. he eats the party rings. It's brilliant uh, yeah i love watching that video i like <laughs> watching yeah, anything man. when americans try british snacks it's like sometimes they'll eat stuff and they'll be like oh oh what is this and they're like no you're eating it wrong don't do that well wagon wheels right used to be called wagon wheels because they were meant to be really massive but now they're only like a quarter of the size is what they used to be so they're, they're more like a sort of micro machines wheel I've never really, I don't really eat, I've never really had Wagon Wheels, to be honest. Not really. You, you know, like the, you know, like the, uh, like the chocolate covered tea cakes you get, like the marshmallow. Uh, they're just that, but flattened uh, and tiny compared to what they used to be. Like when I was a kid, like they were the size of like, a, I don't know, like a PS5 game. <laughs> like legit, though, they were really big. Like you like you had to like eat it in two sittings. They were massive. At least big, they seemed to be. Anyway. As round as a PS2 disc and now they're as big as a GameCube disc. Yeah, give or take, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no, they're, they're, they have shrunk phenomenally, so uh, I'm, I'm going to write to Channel 5 and complain about that as well. I know it's unrelated, but still, I feel it's relevant. 
Victory Achieved podcast, a video game podcast. I am Dan, and I'm with Brandon and Chris. Hello. <laughs> a blue ribbon is not a biscuit. Why did you say hello like a, an old like an old witch, Brandon? Hello. I don't know. For some reason, it took me a long time to say that. Like my brain just literally just switched off, and that was for some reason that was the first thing that came out. I was literally going to go hello, but for some reason it came out as hello. <laughs> well. You sound like you're trying to do a Missy's Doubtfire, but terribly. It is! I don't know, but I think part of me was going to do Herbert the Perfect. Go, no, Stewie. <laughs> uh, I need to spat my tea out of <laughs> <laughs> Well, my, my tea, which has a complete lack of biscuits. Uh, Let's top it up. Well, Brandon, you've been reading some manga, haven't you? Yes, I've been doing more reading than anything recently. One of the hot, so I've got a manga app with Viz Media. Quite often, you'll see like the top rated um, manga that are sort of out that week or whatever. And the one that caught my eye immediately is one called Shibatarian. Have you heard of it, Dan? I've heard of no, I've heard of none. All three of these I've not heard of. Okay, so we'll take we'll st- do it bit by bit. Yeah. So Shibatarian is. Um, basically you've got one of the most popular guys at school and he's not a very, obviously he's very popular and he just wanted a bit of peace and he went off out into the fields and saw, I'm basically just to give you a premise of the first episode and then I'll sort of break down to what actually, actually happened. He then goes off to this tree in the middle of a field to try and sort of, you know, be at peace. He looks down and just finds his head at the base of the tree. He basically talks to him and is like, hello, um, who are you? And for, for the sake of argument, I'm just going to call him Sheba, but... So, oh, Shibata, that's his name. I remember now, Shibata. Um, and he basically just starts talking to him and he's like, oh, which school do you go to? I was like, oh, I go to the same school as you. And he was like, oh, I've never seen you in the school. But so essentially what this is, is this guy who, Shibata, Shibata, he's one of these characters at school who just no one ever pays attention to and nobody knows he exists. Um, he's got this really sort of very strange expression where his eyes are just completely like open. So if you, you just go to like Google and type in like Shibatarian, you'll see what I mean. Like the main character Can I ask? Um, has this very like sort of vacant expression, like eyes wide open, like constant smile, this bowl cut hair. And this very popular guy, is, you know, is talking to him. He's like, you know, you're you're quite cool. Like you're really fun to hang around with. You know, you know, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, we should, you know, I don't know, we should go to the movies together. And I was like, oh, yeah. So they went to the movies, had differing opinions. And then one of them was like, oh, this movie's cool. This movie sucks. And they just start, you know, having laughing. And then all of a sudden, the popular guy makes this comment because he's having like a hard time at school because they're now bullying him because they're hanging around with this guy. And he makes this comment saying, I just wish everyone could be like you, Shibata. And then moments later, he was gone. Shibata just disappears. Years later, all of a sudden, Shibata is basically has tons and tons of clones of himself and he's just basically wants to just murder everyone and it, it, it sounds like i'm not really describing it very well but it's a very interesting horror manga with this guy who just basically has this sort of affection for the main character and obviously was his first ever friend and is trying to stick for that original wish his first ever friend did and it's essentially this survival ish thing where he's now got to survive against this army of shibatas you know the shibat shibatarians How yeah I, I recommend give it a read it is it's not very long at the moment it's only about five chapters at That's the moment it's quite recent ask. yeah it's very very recent yeah because i've just found it on the manga app you showed me and it's got all five chapters so i'll probably go through it this week actually yeah it is a very interesting very interesting read like it's interesting the sort of takes they do on it and like the bits of gore 
that they that they have in it as well it's like not much has happened so far it's just you know we're back at, we're in the future now the main character and the student like vice council president or whatever classroom president you know what i mean like student rep are now pretty much just hanging out a lot now even though they weren't um obviously talking to each other back in school and shibata just wants to just annihilate everyone in that classroom for being a bully and everyone so think of it like another in terms of that bullying aspect but you've got this you've got this um shibata who's the one who's out for revenge on the whole classroom like it's like i said it's very short amount five chapters very easy read i was you know it's something it's it's refreshing seeing a decent horror manga that's not written by junji ito basically because <laughs> it's not often you can find a decent horror anime and you know all of the good ones are pretty much written by junji ito there's so I'm, I'm interested to see if shibatarian can keep up its pace you know at the moment it's insanely popular on manga reading apps and I really do hope it can keep that, you know, that progress of being good at what it's doing. And one thing, if it does get an anime adaptation, I just hope they don't murder it when it does get transitioned to an anime. Because quite often when horror um, manga get translated into an anime, it loses that horror aspect in many different ways. Like when we saw like the Junji Ito first like series getting adapted and they were just, they weren't amazing, but it didn't quite hold that artistic style of Junji Ito and it didn't quite land that horror aspect. I think anything, anything of Junji Ito, as soon as it's animated, it's just like, yep, it's shit. Yeah, it it just gets butchered. Yeah, but then Junji Ito's manga in general is incredible. There's a reason he's like the king of horror manga. Uh, manga he really is so if i just go on to shiba i'm gonna try and get an actual good premise of, off the internet so in the spring of my third year of middle school i found shibata buried beneath a sakura tree we watched movies and became fast friends even planned to make a movie together for the school festival but no one at school seemed to know him i will discover shibata and the whole world will turn into shibata this is the story of by and for shibata now showing in the theater near you so yeah, started airing or started serializing on April 6th. And the author is Katsuya Iwamuro. So I don't know if he's done any other series. I'm just going to have a quick look because it's a very, for, for a series to become this popular so fast, it makes me think, has he written other stuff? And the last series was Armageddon wa Mata Ashita, which has basically zero, popul- zero popularity. So he's slaying it for his first series absolutely slaying it you guys been reading anything or should i continue what i've been doing because i've been reading like just basically manga uh i'm not well well i i've only done one thing so whatever whatever you you want to get get into the next one i don't okay i'll go into the next one then okay so (laughs) the next one i've been reading Again, it's only recently been coming out all the ones i'm going to read list off today are series which have basically started this year and this other series is called Kindergarten Wars. Essentially, the premise is you've got this really, you've got this private school, you know, tons and tons of little kids, and you've got the um, the nursery teacher, kindergarten teacher, that's the correct word, um, who's basically looking after all the kids. And one day, an assassin comes to basically take out probably like one of the kids, because all of these kids are basically like children of business, business people, you know, celebrities, people like that. One day, an assassin comes to the kindergarten school to try and assassinate one of the kids. And upon firing a bullet... The kindergarten teacher basically blocks the bullet and takes out the assassin. And the assassin's like, what is this school? Who is this kindergarten teacher? And essentially, all of the staff at this kindergarten are prior assassins, prior, you know, big shots who want to clear their criminal record. And the only way to do so is basically serve service at this kindergarten and protect all the kids. And the main character in this, she's serving at this kindergarten for a couple of years. And she's basically, her one of her quirks is, 
she's like, oh, I've reached this age now. My parents are going to kill me if I don't find a nice, beautiful husband. So anytime that an assassin comes to his kindergarten and he's remotely attractive, he's like, oh, this could be the one. This could be the one. And then once he turns out, once he tries to take out one of the kids, she basically takes him out. So if you're a fan of Spy Family, you know, it's sort of a watered down version of Spy Family, how you've got the assassin kindergarten teacher you've got another assassin kindergarten teacher who's just been introduced as far as i am into the manga and it's basically like a rom-com action series going on so you know like in spy family how yeah. you've got how they're you know now with um with her at the school Anya. With, and yeah you know how they're like with anya at the school yeah so lloyd lloyd and um your, what, oh, what's the, your. Yeah, I've, got, I've got brain dead because of the biscuit talk for your, fuck's sake your. <laughs> i know it's your name uh, <laughs> nah. um so, yeah, so that the way that how they're protective over Anya and that whole concept of that private school being heavily protective. Think of that for the kindergarten wars. But the whole premise of it is basically assassins trying to take out the kids and the kindergarten teachers are basically being badasses. It's it's just a pleasant read. It's just something I'm reading while I'm commuting to work. It's it's just a fun read. And the third one I've been reading, again, this has only got three chapters. Another chapter just came out a couple of days ago. It's called Nui's Exorcist. Um, premise of this is you've got uh, the school, you've got the main character, and he sees like one day, like he goes up into the like you know like in Japanese build like schools that trope of all oh, they go up to like the roof of their school and they meet someone or it's like an open space you know that trope Dan yeah 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 so he goes up onto like the top floor of the school and he sees this lady dressed in black looking quite sinister really like dark aura around her spirits flying everywhere and she turns out to be a, a spirit and turns out the main character is from a line is basically from a line of exorcists and it's their job to basically exercise demons and the new way the demon who they found is actually one of the people who her jobs is to stop all the spirits from escaping and bleeding out into the real world and so it goes about of her training up the exorcist to basically fight off the demons so if you're a fan of things like oh i don't know if you've read it i can't to be fair i can't even remember this name so let's forget i said that it's just that casual average shonen series of you know school drama milf exorcist person thingy <laughs> um school you know shenanigans it's just it's overall it's got an average plot but it's interesting how Nui, the demon who they found who he found is basically a hardcore gamer so on the very first day they meet and he passes out he's just like oh let's go play video games together and it's like okay so they just end up playing video games it's, yeah it's, it's got it's like odd little quirks like that which is kind of cute but i just really hope it doesn't fall in the same story as tokyo demon bride story did because <laughs> that, that series I've got a, that's left a very sour taste in my mouth that series I thought it was going to keep going on but it just didn't feel like it had a climax it just didn't it was like gripping me all the way through I was like oh you know this is quite a pleasant series it'll be nice to see where this go and then it finishes and I'm just like but nothing's happened why have you finished why does it say the end so I hope New Age Exorcist actually follows a decent story you know I hope it goes towards that series like Twin Star Exorcists or things like that or where it actually can evolve and develop but i don't think it's going to necessarily do that because of the premise of it still being based just within the school which is probably going to hold back a lot of the like overworldly plot points it's probably only going to be a short series anyway by the feel of it mm. so yeah so schematarian highly recommend give it a read kindergarten walls if you just want something chill to read go for it and if you like um milf teacher demon exorcist watch read new age exorcist <laughs> oh dear. and that's what i've been up to 
can ask Brandon, are you actually what are you watching anything from the new anime season? Um, I've left my iPad downstairs, so I can't actually tell you what I'm watching. But I've mainly been watching uh Mashley, mm-hmm. um uh Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember what else. But I've, I'm still just going through this phase where I've been re-watching stuff. Yeah. So, like, I'm re-watching um, My Dress Up Darling. <laughs> just because I've... Oh, yeah, that's another thing I've been up to. I spent £400 for Food of the Planet, and I'm not even guilty. <laughs> I basically bought all of Stardust Crusaders manga. I'm super fucking happy about that. Um, finished off Demon Slayer. I bought another four um, Chainsaw Man. Good lad. Yeah, so I've now got Chainsaw Man up to Volume 8, which is where things start to get a bit spicy. Well, that they start getting spicy far in like volume five. You know, but I'm on about like Bomb Devil and now getting towards you know the actual uh, Christmas scary bits. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's where. Oh sorry, yeah, that's where I am. I'm at the Christmas Devil. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, I really like that because that was really spicy. Um, also, side note, by the way, Dan, you know that um, devil who her quirk is just basically saying Halloween. Uh, yeah. You, for some reason, anytime. I read that bit with her saying Halloween, Halloween. It plays in my head in that same voice actor as Diva from Overwatch. <laughs> can you just I, imagine that? Just her going Halloween in that sort of Diva robotic. That. What's that? I can imagine Diva, say, Diva saying it's because, that. It's because Diva has got the voice line saying Happy Halloween. She's got that voice line, which is why I think anytime I read that devil saying Halloween, it came over to me in Diva's voice lines. I guess um, yeah. that's something we should mention. Have we all seen the Overwatch 2 news recently? <laughs> that is such... A, it honestly is shocking behaviour. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, so one of the premises of the reason why Blizzard Activision wanted to make Overwatch 2 is Overwatch 1 was out for about five or six years at this time, maybe even longer. Um, And they wanted to basically rebrand it as a, not just a PvP game, but bring in a PvE aspect. So have this like skill system against, so like things people like, I don't know, Tracer might with, you know, her dual wield guns, might get different abilities, abilities like, oh, rather maybe having three teleports, she might have a fourth teleport or her pulse bomb might have, you know, just different you know abilities which they could tag on as part of their skill tree and within i think not even a week ago there was an announcement that activision blizzard are now scrapping the idea of the pve which was the main selling point of overwatch 2 in the first place and this is the bit which actually riled me up dan is so overwatch 2 came out in um, october last year they what one of the lead directors said oh it wasn't until late last year we came to the realization we wouldn't be able to fulfill the overwatch 2 pve dream okay so just bear that in mind so he said at the end of last year they came to this idea they wouldn't be able to do the pve the game came out at the end of the year so literally as soon as the game was released they came up with the idea they're not going to do the pve like what the fuck that's yeah, Activision Blizzard for you. I'm never surprised when these things happen. Oh, I can't Ever. believe it. Like, how bad. I, I saw like memes going, the most pointless sequel sequel of all time, Overwatch 2. It literally is. The yeah. only thing that's different is one less tank and a few more maps. There's nothing different. Everyone's still crying out that you just, you just can't play the first one now. It's like it wouldn't be so bad if you could just like just play the first one because like 
that would still be like more popular from what I can gather. I mean, the actual PvP of Overwatch is still okay. Like, it's still fun to play. Like, I don't have any problems with the PvP of it. I mean, yeah, like, every now and then they can, they can change the balances. But I just hate the cash grabbiness of their new Battle Pass system. I hate how expensive everything is. I miss the loot box system. I think everyone does. I miss the experience ranking system, like the prestige system. I miss that because you don't know how long people have been playing the game for. It's just so much that has actually angered the community as part of these changes. And also, one of the excuses was that we had this really big idea of the Overwatch 2 PvE system and we wanted to implement a lot of different things. And because of all these different ideas of that we wanted to implement, we were taking resources away from other teams which meant that it was sacrificing part of the game's development. And they thought because they had so many ideas and they couldn't implement them all together, they just decided to scrap it all together, which is a bit, it, that is sad. It, it's, well, it's sad and disappointing, the fact that, you know, game managers are like, oh, let's do this, this, this. And they were like, okay, yeah, that's good. But they weren't willing to invest in it and keep all the same resources allocated to it. So it just didn't happen. Basically, they fucked up. They fucked up big time, basically. Yeah, I, and, I'd say on the on, yeah. a, on a on a very slight tangent, not to do with Overwatch, but um, uh, the PlayStation press release thing happened, and they announced like five more multiplayer shooters. It's like, fuck, what? I bet you anything, they're all gonna have a shelf life of like six months, and yeah, nobody's gonna pay any attention. They're gonna come out, people will get invested, and then best case scenario, they go, hey, oh, people are playing this, let's like find a way to monetize it more. People will just drop off. The only thing, I didn't, I didn't watch it. But I, I, my mate was like, uh, I told my mate if he saw anything that I'd be interested in to let me know. And obviously, you've got the they announced the Metal Gear Solid uh, free remake, which yeah. yeah. Be I think cool. that's the best. That's the best thing that's been announced. Be like, cool. I know. The... Be, um, I, I was just gonna say, like, how do you feel though about the um, Metal Gear Three being remastered? But Hideo Kojima's got absolutely nothing to do with it because it's his baby, isn't it? Well, well, well. I don't know. Like a lot of remakes don't have the original creators a part of it. I, I don't know. Um, I guess it depends. If it's got David Hater in, I, I'd, I'd be a bit more inclined to play it. If it doesn't, I might, I might give it a miss. I'll be honest. I think it depends who they get to voice Naked Snake or Big Boss, whatever you want to call him. Okay. I don't know. That's like a minuscule thing, but like David Hader is like the he is Snake. Like he, when you think of Snake, you think of him voicing it. Him. I I know he had someone else in Metal Gear Solid Five, but Keith Sutherland wasn't it? Was it? I, I don't know who it was. Yeah, he did. He was fine. It wasn't terrible. Um, but I, you know. I'll be interested. Uh, I guess it was just a cutscene. It was just a, a, a video. Like, it, there's nothing to, like, grab a hold on. There's no gameplay. It's just... This is the thing. When there's no gameplay, it's just like, yeah, whatever. When I see gameplay, I can actually be invested. Here's a quick... Did they... Did PlayStation announce... Or did Sony announce, like, something a bit like a Wii U or something? I saw a, a few memes, and I would not actually looked at anything. You know what? I haven't looked into it either. I think they've announced some kind of handheld tablet yeah, yeah there was a handheld for the playstation controller it looked like the place it almost looked like a rebranding of the vita in a fashion where you have the actual controllers of the ps5 you know similar to what like the stream deck is something like oh sorry not the stream deck the um nintendo switch how you got the joy cons either side okay it looks similar to that but with the playstation controls either side if i could play ps5 on the toilet that'll be great i'm all for that <laughs> that's the most exciting thing i can think of <laughs> conference. Uh, i know i know they have they like showed off some of these spider-man 2 but 
We knew that were coming anyway. So it's not. Yeah, they've basically gone. Yep, symbiote. Here you go. Yeah. Well, we already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> mm. No, that's pretty much it. Oh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Hey, do you like that bit with the long ladder? That was a great one. <laughs> yeah. So you can hear <laughs> Snake Eater. Oh, I wonder who's gonna get to voice that. Get David Hater to sing that as well. Yeah. No, you just get the original. <laughs> get, where it? Natasha Farrow. Oh, she's a great song. Oh no, no, that's Crawling to the Night. Never mind, that's a different song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's from uh, was it Peace Walker? I think wrong song. Mm. I, I, the thing is, that snakey snakey as a song it just feels like it's uh, a double, uh, yeah, a James Bond theme. That's the idea. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> Although it, it's kind of weird, like as a song, because yeah, the song's okay, but it's one of those weird ones where it's like a decent song that's also like meme status as well. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of lies around as both it's like is it cheesy and crap or is it actually quite good we're not quite sure <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle I like it I'll be honest but you I know. like it yeah but it's not one I, I immediately jump to like if I had a playlist of songs it's not one that if I was thinking on. of like a Metal Gear song to put on for my go to is Yell Dead Cell which is the boss uh, ba- battle music for uh, the roller skating bomb uh, bomb guy from, oh yeah I know from Metal Gear Solid 2 I forgot yeah. what uh, Fat Man yeah Fat Man it's the music to uh, Fat Man's boss fight I'll probably just stick to the main theme cause like the, uh, oh yeah if you like play it like with like heavy guitars it sounds great oh yeah but uh, like because Metal Gear Solid 2 was the first Metal Gear game I played that's like one of the, the most prominent songs I remember from playing Metal Gear Solid 2 yeah, well, since Metal Gear is currently popular again, it's trending. Now's the best time for you to do your uh, Metal Gear 2 speedrun, my man. Right where your iron's hot. I'll be rusty. Funny enough, I actually, I was watching a Weldy uh, have a go at Mega Man the other day. He was doing a bit of a speedrunner. Oh, yeah, I tuned in for that for a bit. Like, yeah. Good man. Oh, uh, by by the way, uh, folks, um, if you are unaware, our sister show, brother show, I suppose, uh, Retro Smash Podcast is making a comeback. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, um, they're currently yeah. recording. I think they're uh, still working out the ins and outs, but I think they've uh, recorded some stuff. They've just got to yeah. sort of edit it and publish it. But I think they're trying something new. Oh, but uh, maybe when this comes out, they'll have the episode out as well. We'll see. As I, t- as I told... Worldy, there was much rejoicing. Yay! <laughs> uh, do you want to mention a few games, Chris? Yeah, go on then. Says um, I think um, yeah, let's mention these two, and we'll just move on to our main topic, I suppose. Uh, right. Excuse me. Sorry, my hay fever's playing. Oh yeah. So I have been playing two games: one on Game Pass and one on PS Plus. So you know, I'm uh, keeping it varied this week. So I'm gonna start off with the one I played on PlayStation Plus. So I came. Try again. <laughs> I played a game called uh, Femicia. Uh, have you guys heard of this one? Because I thought it might be of interest to you. Yes, it's the Plague Doctor Dark Souls game. That's the one. Yes. Yeah. It's um. This was uh, announced a while back, but it came on PS Plus, and I was like really happy because this is one I was like keeping an eye on. But I've never seen it like drop in price or anything. So when it dropped on PS Plus, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have me some of that. Downloaded it and I played the opening tutorial bit and I was very concerned because it seemed quite janky. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this. Are we speaking um, Mortal Shell janky or its only level of jankiness? Uh, probably a bit more Mortal Shell. I'll explain more as I go on. Well, delighted to report 
But after playing it for a little while, uh, the issues sort of like didn't, didn't totally go away, but got a lot better. And I'll, I'll be brutally honest, I had a really good time with this one. I really enjoyed it. My most major nitpick of it uh, is not the slight jank, it's the length of it. It's not very long. Oh. Um, it's kind of got like a hub, as you might expect. I mean, thematically, it's a bit like Bloodborne, like because um, it's got like Play Doctor Mouse, if I had to compare it to anything. But it actually plays slightly more like Sekiro. Um, it's got a lot of mechanics though, and I think all of them work. It's just a length. Like it's kind of got like a mission structure, a bit like Neo as well. It's kind of like a, okay. a bit of a melting pot. It's a little bit of everything. So all in all, there's only three like main worlds. So you can probably see the problem. Well, that is and, quite bad. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it still kept me going for like. I don't know, 15 hours or so. So it's not like hugely short, but when it did wrap up, it was like, oh, I thought there'd be like at least one more world. <laughs> but yeah, it's got like a sort of Neo thing where the first map is like the entire thing, but then you go back and it's like sort of, well, it did like side quests, but I highly recommend doing all of them because you're missing out on a lot of content. So when you say um, it's got that like moving around, would you more so compare it to Wo Long then? Um, in terms of, because no. Wo Long was more like Sekiro than Neo was. Uh, no, no. I'd, I'd say like the mission structure is more like Neo, but the actual combat is kind of like Sekiro but it's got a lot of aspects from everything like um the the combat's like really fast paced so your main method of attacking is uh you've got a saber and your main weapon never changes it's like like Sekiro uh, so you got like you got your sword that never changes but how you do damage to enemies is kind of like Sekiro in a sense because enemies effectively have two health bars they have like a white one which is like their regular health and a green one now how it works is you whittle down their health like using like the saber or other um, weapons and that dissipates the white bar but that doesn't do like permanent damage that will regenerate unless you delete like deplete the green bar that's like underneath so kind of think of it as like the uh not the stamina bar the uh like the, the stagger meter kind of thing in Sekiro you know, okay like that. so once that's depleted that's when they're, they're fully down but you have like another weapon for that you have like a claw which you can toggle how it works because the game also features a skill tree so it's got like your sort of traditional souls like leveling up like you collect uh, memories in this game and you, you level up one of three skills one one affecting your saber one affecting like your claw and then one is basically just health so it's like which one do you want to do more damage of you want to take off the green bar or the white bar <laughs> but every time you do that you also get a skill point as well for like, every level up until a certain level cap the skill tree is pretty good because there's a lot of things like it does uh just some basic stuff like your saber does more damage but then it also adds no other things like uh, extra item uses short dodge long dodge and you can like pick and choose and something that i really like is you can uh, just reset it at any time at no cost you can just say yeah i tried i bought this skill didn't like it revert it click on mm. something else instead it's really nice oh, yeah how extra weapons work in this is enemies drop shards and you can use those in order to unlock more weapons and you can steal weapons from enemies as, as well if like somebody else is like you using like a hand axe you can like use your claw to steal it off them but you only get like one use of it but your other ones like your other weapons you are uh you can use nearly infinitely but you've got like a sort of magic meter essentially so okay. for limited uses but you can get that back as well if you like do damage claw attacks so that's a little like the bloodborne influence so if you do damage back you can get hp back and magic back as well so uh you're, in, you're very much incentivized to be as, as aggressive as possible one other thing this game does i really like is how it how it uses is um, equivalent to Estus Flask. You get given a choice of how these work. How your health works in this game is you've essentially got like an Estus Flask, but as you progress through the game, 
you can unlock different variants of it and it depends on how it behaves so you've got a standard one you just heal does a set amount of damage, uh, healing but then later on you get a sort of long-lasting one which heals you slower but gradually you get more over time but you get less uses of that or you can do like a fast acting one which is like near instantaneous and you get more of those but they heal you for far less and you can upgrade each one using upgraded materials from like harder enemies but those are finite so you do have to sort of make a decision on what you want but each one can you can like either increase how much it heals you increase how many uses you've got or you can increase how many ingredients it can have and this is where it gets more interesting because these are items that you can find to put in these like esters but they're all different and they have different effects uh so you can kind of mix and match what you want to do with them so think of it kind of like the wondrous physics from elden ring oh, okay so um but mixed in with your healing so you can just put ingredients on to like flat out just give you more healing or give you like a damage boost for like 30 seconds as well so sometimes it's beneficial if you take damage because then you can get a damage boost out of it so it does a lot of things I really like. Yeah, jank aside, like with like a couple of yeah, it's like a, there's a couple of hitbox issues, a couple of clipping ones, but they were like all really early on in the tutorial, and but after that, seemed perfectly fine. And honestly, length aside, I thought it was pretty decent. Though so it's on PlayStation Plus, if you've got that, it won't cost you anything. And I do actually highly recommend it. <coughs> My only major gripe is it's just not long enough, but I really did enjoy it. Has it got any DLC or is it just a standalone thing? Uh, just standalone, as I think. It's only a smaller student and made it, so I don't think it's ever going to get DLC. Oh, okay. I've got a, uh, a question. It's not about the game you've just been playing. It's about a different game. Have you, have you heard of the game Fear and Hunger? Mm-hmm. Heard of, but not played it or seen it. Yeah, that's been going around a bit. Mainly because, uh, I know, Super Eye Patch Wolf did a, a video on it and that's exploded a bit and i know uh c-dog va's been playing it as well so and a few big streamers playing it at the moment uh well well i say it's uh they had to censor it because it's a very uh explicit game um, oh, yeah. but it's uh it's got it's a bit a little bit dark soul dark soulsy in some aspects uh, I, I know the one you're talking about now it kind of reminded me more like darkest dungeon <laughs> Yeah, um, it's still it's still a bit of a a rogue like, but it's got like a limb sick uh, system where uh you have you're try, like trying to keep all your limbs and stuff like that. <laughs> it looks really good. I'm it's only five quid on Steam, so I'm not gonna get it. I think at some point and have a go. But I was just wondering if either of you two had heard it. Yeah, if that it. if that game is on. Um, the game you just spoke about, Chris, that's on PlayStation Plus. I'll have a look. Yeah, it's worth your time. Like, stick with it. It may mm. seem a bit off-putting at first, but honestly, stick with it. It's pretty good. And the combat's varied enough. Uh, um, you'll you'll find new ways to take on everything. Mm. So I'll have a look. It I need to, depends if I tear tear myself away from Tears of the Kingdom. So yeah. <laughs> as soon as you brought it up, Tears of the Kingdom, Dan. What's happening? Okay, so last time I spoke, I played about 10 hours. I've now played 55 hours. Um, also, since we last spoke about it, I've seen a few videos on the said crafting things. There's a lot of giant robo-dicks. Oh, yeah. Uh, just people having fun, I guess. And the fact that I saw this one video, it just was a giant robo-dick just launching and then just exploding. Uh, I, I, the more, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying tears. Uh, it, like, story-wise, it's pretty much fixing all the problems with Breath of the Wild. I compared with everyone I know who's playing it right now, 
I am now the furthest story-wise, and it's really annoying because there's a big plot tw- plot uh, plot point, and I can't talk about it with anyone, and it's quite annoying because I really want to talk about it. I really don't play wanna... the game then. Let other people catch up. <laughs> I oh, and I, I know, I know, I'm, I'm saying nothing, but it's like I just want to go. Oh my gosh, this bit. Uh, but no one's no one else is there uh, it's quite an easy quest to it's quite an easy bit of it's a quite an easy quest to do and get to it it's just people just taking their time that's i thought i, I thought i was taking my time and then i was like i'm just gonna rush this quest and now I'm, i've got story information i just want to talk to someone about and i can't i just can't because i don't want to spoil it but uh I finally did the second temple today at 50 hours. I did the second dungeon. <laughs> but I, I did say to myself I was going to go into the third dungeon straight after. So I'm just doing like the quest before getting to it. Yeah, I'm I re- really enjoying Tears. The, uh, the, it's definitely, as I said it before, it's definitely feeling like it's fixing a lot of breath of the wild problems i realized with like the fusing mechanic uh what you need to do is you know uh kill kill enemies and use their their spoils as to to increase your weapon damage so where you know how i don't know both of you play breath of the wild haven't you i'm not very far into breath of the wild yeah i finished it well i don't know if about you Especially you, Chris, if you've beaten it. But towards the end, you see like a, a group of monsters and you'd be like, can't be asked to fight them. Whereas in Tears of the Kingdom, I find that you're like, oh, I need to get more. Um, I need, these monsters drop this weapon um, blade, so I need to fight them so I can get that weapon blade so that when I get another weapon, I can just fuse it to that and then make a, a new weapon. And so it, it definitely feels like I'm fighting the enemies a lot more in this game than I did in Breath of the Wild. It feels like there's much more of a reason to fight them in general. Um, the shrines are so... I think I said it last time, but the shrines are so much better. I've not had any that have, like, the same puzzle. Or And if it's, like... The only times it's been, like, the shrines have been the same is just, oh, you walk in, there's a treasure chest, then you get your thing. And it's only because there's a puzzle before to unlock the shrine and that's it um so and all the shrines feel like tutorials in a, in a good way they were like small mechanics that probably weren't completely fleshed out in breath of the wild in tears of the kingdom they feel like here's this shrine that's going to teach you this mechanic and it, it's really good like there's the parrying mecha- mechanic uh, i did two mini bosses today and if i didn't parry i would have been absolutely screwed because it's quite a, quite a hard mini boss i think i mentioned last time you have the free you have the sky you have the ground you have the underground i've done a lot of the underground now two of my mates i keep telling them to do the underground and they're both going no and they really should because it unlocks a lot of really good stuff a lot of really good items armor weapons and there's some main quest stuff that you need to go into the underground to do which i did today so it's worth it and although i get really lost because it's it's really you have to light your way and it's really dark and so i just constantly get lost but there's some easy way of knowing kind of where to go once once you realize uh, certain things about the underground so i've got a lot of markers on my map to un- to help me know where to find things but yeah i i'm i'm, I'm really enjoying it R- really enjoying it i yeah it's, it's way better than breath of the wild way better 
Um, yeah, and like I said, story-wise, it's been it's been good. Uh, Ganondorf is a fucking Chad. <laughs> Zelda is really good, although I I have actually found Zelda, which is quite interesting. But I'm saying nothing more than that, and mm. I'm I'm interested to see how it all wraps up. Uh, I hopefully it does something. I hope it does because of what I found out story-wise. But it's uh it's been good. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll talk about it again once I finish the game. I won't talk about <laughs> it until until then. This will be all I say. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I've made the, like the the stuff you can make. I've you can um. I found like the there's like dispensers where you can get the different bits, and so I've managed to start getting them. Although I need to find more. I've hardly explored the sky, which. I think after the next temple, I will. Oh yeah, the first temple I did, which which I, I'm kind of doing the temples in reverse order that I did Breath of the Wild. So in Breath of the Wild, I did the water temple for the the water divine beast first, then the fire, then the wind, and then the Gerudo one. In this, in Tears of the Kingdom, I've done Gerudo first. Now I've done Rito a second, but now I'm doing the um, the water, and now I'll be doing the fire last. Mainly because I've not even been to the Goron village. But the 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 the, the temple in the Gerudo uh, desert, it's got a bit of a nod to the spirit temple from Ocarina of Time, which I thought was quite nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's been really good. Yeah, <laughs> um, Chris, you did play another game. I have, yes. So, right, try not to have a coughing fit. <laughs> I, if I could pat you on the back to help you, I would, but I, I can't, sadly. I don't think it will help, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so I played one on Game Pass, so as I stated earlier. So I downloaded one, which I thought looked interesting, called The Last Case of Benedict Fox. What sold me on it is I seen a lot of Lovecraftian tentacles on it, and I was told it was like a Metroidvania. I was like, okay, I'm down for that. So the plot of this is, is you're a like detective, but you like have a sort of... Um, like I want to say elder god companion <laughs> like uh who like lurks in the shadows who like talks to you and um, one of my favorite things about this game is i love it's like the monster's voice it's like really dark and like uh gravelly but it sounds like really sinister it's like 10 out of 10 for the voice work it's really good just for that um but yeah um he goes on a case uh like goes to this mansion and turns out it's his it's his folks house so he's my, his mom and dad and uh they're very much not alive much to his dismay so um you as a detective it's your job to piece together what happened so the mansion kind of acts like your sort of hub like, over time like you come back to like get upgrades and whatnot and it kind of reminded me of the old gamecube game eternal darkness it's like mm. you you like um you like you do go to like a sort of um eldritch sort of plane but you get into it by like jumping into like the the corpses of your folks <laughs> like uh almost like like going through their memories as it were and as you're doing it it's like you're piecing together what happened like during their last moments and like discovering like backstories of them so every item you do find is like unique um so you know like in metroid how you find like energy tanks and that kind of thing to like level up in this one you find like um essentially clues it's like oh well this explains this 
doing anything. But every time you do it, you get like essentially like points, which you can use to upgrade yourself. Once you defeat enemies, you get ink, uh, which you can use as another form of upgrade, which kind of works a bit like souls, like um, because you have to like get back to a checkpoint and like deposit them. Difference being, uh, if you get killed and then get killed again, you don't lose them. Just where you just have to like get back to where you lost it last time. Like a bit like Hollow Knight when you die in that and get your soul back. Okay. Like that. Okay. Now I want to say I, I did like it and I did finish it, so I did see it all the way through. I do genuinely like like the sort of level designs they go for. It's quite inventive. It's quite out there. But there are a few niggles which really brought it down. Uh, the first one being the frame rate. Frame rate was dreadful um especially in one area There's one area in particular where it like dropped down to like single digits every single time you went there which wouldn't be so much of a problem where you also not platforming as well and it's no. just not registering your inputs <laughs> yeah like, oh i tried to make that jump and it just didn't work like, it just didn't happen so that that's like the biggest bugbear of it and the actual mystery as well i mean you you meet characters like along the way and when you meet one of them you just like it's him he did it it's him yeah there's no <laughs> That in my mind it's like that's it who's the bastard and uh yeah it's pretty obvious <laughs> it's like ah dr villing badman how are you doing this fine evening <laughs> yeah so that's not great but the actual world design was fun there was um there's plenty of secrets to find it does have a sort of upgrade system so like so you can find new ways to like <laughs> sorry to uh to get to access new areas like you would expect from a metroidvania but there is a massive and i do mean massive um emphasis on puzzles uh a lot of them requiring like actual knowledge of like maths and like pattern recognition this kind of thing for example like you find a journal and you find doors and they've got like odd markings on them and you've got to work out for yourself what the markings mean like uh because there's a sort of alphabet and numerical system tied to them so you've got to like recognize the shapes and you've also got another device as well which acts as a sort of um like code cracker as well and some of these are really hard to work out like some of them you're like you look at a door and think yeah i've not got all the tools to get through that but half the time you do it's just not like immediately apparent because it cuts to like a sort of first person view so you're like looking at it and you, you literally just got to sit there and work it out and sometimes it's one of those ones where you got to be like really pay attention like not only is there mass involved but sometimes like um the equation being obscured in one way like uh one or two of the, the letters are smudged or something like that so you've got to like fill in the gaps as well so, but what is nice is when you do work it out, you do feel quite smart. It's like, ah, got it. Mm. Uh, and there was a couple of them where, oh, like, what, one of them really tripped me up. And then I worked it out. And what it was, it's like, it's like right, I think I've got the code. And I, I got it half right. What I didn't recognize uh, at first until I, like, took a step back is um, the code I was trying to put in was upside down. Like, the top half of the screen was, like, all your shapes and that. And it was at the bottom one. But only, like, only when you took a step back, you realize that all of them were upside down. It's like, hang on. On. <laughs> so work that out, flipped it over. Boom, job's done. You felt like such a smart ass. <laughs> yeah, the, the combat's all right. Um, it's your basic press X to stab, but you do have a gun as well. And the gun like can pretty much one-shot things, or at least the, the smaller enemies. But you have to like charge it by getting in like, melee hits. So it's a bit of risk-reward kind of thing. But, um, yeah, the, the combat's not too bad. There's only a couple of bosses in the entire game, though, which was a shame. Especially so, because one of them's quite early on. And you think, okay, we're going to get some bosses here and there. But no, no, not really. There's like that one there's like the final boss and a sort of couple in the middle but the, you don't really fight them on head on you they're more like sort of chase sequences or a bit of platforming which was a little 
up so but, uh, yeah um I'd say recommend it, but I won't see anyone playing it more than once. It's like a, a one undone. It wasn't terrible, but the performance issues did hold it back somewhat. But I did like it, so I do want to recommend it. Just just bear with it. Bear mm. with its slight technical issues. Mm. And um, you, you do need to be smart. <laughs> it's not one you're going to be able to play and like turn your brain off. Even when you like solve puzzles, there's a bit of where the hell do I go now <laughs> going on. But it wasn't too bad. I, I managed to do it without a guide. Bar one thing. It was one puzzle that I couldn't quite work out. But when I found out what it was, it, I like rolled my eyes in the back of my head. It's like, mm. that's so fucking dumb. Dumb <laughs> or clever. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's one of those like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like, how the hell was I meant to work that out? Oh, <laughs> one of those ones. Yeah, I don't know. But that was like only one instance. I think like, in hindsight, it was actually really obvious. But you had to think outside the box a bit. Mm. <laughs> It's like you weren't looking at the puzzle. You got to like expand your scope a bit. So. Mm. Yeah, last case of benefit Fox. I'll probably give it like a five out of ten if I mm. give it anything. So solid ideas, mm, mediocre execution. Well, <laughs> you guys do anything yeah. else? Just the usual, just normal stuff I've been watching. More mm. Star Wars, more anime. Nothing, <laughs> nothing of anything of note to mm. mention. What? All right, then. So, can we go into our main topic? Yes. Yeah. So, as I just said in the game I mentioned, uh, you have a Lovecraftian companion. But I tell you what, I also make good companions. Pets and animals. They so, do. They really, really do. So, we were, have thought this might be a good idea for a topic. And we thought we would just discuss some of the best pets and animals in games, really. Like, not really do a tier list as such. Just highlight a few. Let's have a, a quick chinwag. It's like, which pets do we like? Which which game's got the best marmots in it? Which which one's got the best horses? I don't know. Best budgery guys. Which one's gone uh, Who wants to start off? Um, I can, I'll do a quick one off my list. I'll just do one. I'm just going to throw this out there. I think I have to say this just because she's adorable. Is Navi considered a pet? From no, what? that's a fairy. From, from what? From Ocarina of Time? Ocarina of Time, yeah. No, not really. No. Of course no. she is. She's a fairy. She, exactly. She she's is. a pet fairy. She 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 follows no. you around. A non-humanoid no. companion. No. She's got no physical body. I would if we, I wouldn't class her as a pet because nah, if, if we pick any pet from The Legend of Zelda, it would be Epona, the horse. Yeah, he's a good horsey. Yeah, it's just a horse. <laughs> yeah, but a horse is a, a pet, animal companion. I, I was thinking more, more. I was thinking more of in the realms of reality. <laughs> well, then here, here's one I'd pick: your dog. From, from Fable 2. Never played Fable. He's a good boy. Yeah, he is a good boy. <clears throat> Although, I do question in Fable, because the whole thing takes place like pretty much over your character's lifetime. He's like, how old is that sodding dog? <laughs> he, must, he must be at least 50 by the end of it, in human years. So God yeah. knows how old he is. True, that, that is very true. It's the fact that, like, of what happens at the end, and then you're like, oh no, and then... Yeah. Yeah. If you're unaware, at the end of Fable, you're give, given like three endings. You can get like all the wealth in the world. Uh, you can bring back your family or your loved ones. Or the third ending is like you can bring your dog back. I think so, I brought my dog back. <laughs> I think I did as well. <laughs> so I played it. It's like, it's like, yeah, marriage and kids is nice, but fucking dog. Dog oh, doesn't ask anything for you. Because <laughs> you lose gameplay uh, mechanics if you lose your dog. So I was like, oh, I'll bring my dog back. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, and in Fable 2, you can find like dig spots and play with your dog and like, like playing fetch and whatnot. And you can carry on the game after you've finished it, but obviously, if you don't bring your dog back, then they're, they're permanently locked off in that in that save file. So mm. that's a shame. You could always marry someone else. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. And you just marry them and 
then you you have sex with them and just have loads of kids and you you're like, well, I'm a bad husband and just oh, just carry on adventuring. Yeah, I mean, if you'd been if you're doing an evil playthrough anyway, what this is, mate? Yeah, it's like, oh my wife. Oh, it reminds me of that line from uh, from Borat in the series. It's like, my wife, she die. It's okay, I've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Dog from Fable 2 is a good show. Obviously, uh, there's also Dog Meat from the Fallout franchise. Yep, yep. Uh, the, the moment I mentioned that on, on stream, one of my chatters instantly in like full caps, like, Dog Meat! It's like, yeah, oh, I can't. Jeez. <laughs> I, 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 that did cross my mind. I didn't write it down, but I, was, I thought one of, you might mention it, so I was like, I'm not going to write that down. Like, what I would shot if I didn't mention because <laughs> the ones I've written down, I'd, well, except for one, I think all of them, none of you will mention. I, I think one of them, I think w- w- one of you might mention it as well. Mm. I mean, I did like go across like a few lists, like to sort of refresh my memory, get some ideas, and see if there's anything I didn't think. I of. did that, but they're all coming out the same stuff. So I was just like, ah, oh, they're all boring. Like, yeah, where's all the yeah, was all the exciting stuff, like stuff that no one would have considered. Yeah, right, let's, so, have, let's have a look at a list. Oh, I'm not going to mention any. I'm just going to have a look. I mean, what 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 um I took issue with with some of these lists is like they include things that like aren't animals. It's like it's like oh Pikachu is like no. yeah Pikachu's like Pokemon. That's not a pet, is it? That's <laughs> no, pet in video games is apparently Sonic and Tails. <laughs> Yeah, they're on it as well. It's like, no. Well, I I could get the understanding like a hedgehog, maybe like hedgehog. Or but they're not a pet. It's not like a fairy companion to the met to the MC or villain or whoever. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what is what? You see Have what you I mean? Like, with these tier lists. It, it, yeah, it's just got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order BB8 uh, BB1. I was like, what? oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It's like BB1. That's not for... No, BB8 is as much as a pet as Blue Ribbon is a biscuit. BB1 is not a pet. He's a droid. Yeah. And um, let's see. Why, why are you quickly looking at this? Oh, uh, I've closed it now. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, I didn't like any of them. Like <laughs> I thought, I thought these are bullshit. It's like these yeah, are pretty quite much. Crazy list, isn't it? It's like bollocks. They didn't do any research. They just like they are oh, what's vaguely. <laughs> animal or robot like in that cat that counts apparently. Uh but yeah, um I suppose if we're talking cats, there's the cats in the Monster Hunter series, the Palico. Like Palicos, yes. yeah. Yeah. I mean they're a bit more anthropomorphic, but they are pretty yeah, much yeah. cats. They're still still a pet. Yeah. But so uh, there's one on my list which I don't think any of you might have included on your list. It's a Digimon, isn't it? It was gonna be a Digimon, <laughs> but then I was just like, okay, Technically, they are pets, but this is, I'd say, this is the pet which is probably in terms of any (laughs) video game ever released. I think this is the pet which actually has the most sentimental value to me, and it is a pet called Fluffy from the Call of Duty Zombies series. Oh, is this the um, Samantha's pet dog? Yes, yes, another dog, yeah. And the whole reason why I say that's the best. best pet ever is because there's a whole lore about it yeah. how fluffy was experimented on and produced the hellhounds and i was mm. like oh that's so sad and that fluffy would do anything to do samantha's bidding i was like oh tug the heartstrings well to get make a to not mention a dog misha from warcraft 3 the frozen throne do you know who misha is she's nope. a bear nope. she's a rexar's uh pet bear i know nothing of it yep you get he when you play as rexar he gets to summon his pet bear it's hmm. cool and yeah he's a cool he's a cool dude with a, a cool pet bear so yeah <laughs> that's it he's just a, just a, a pet bear pet bear does loads of damage it's cool. Well, what uh, what else you got in your list then? Uh, I ha- well, the rest of them are kind of well. Three of them are dogs again, and then 
Well, it's not the most obvious fucking one. I've got... All dogs are good dogs. Yeah, I've got uh, Koromaru from Persona 3. Mm. The, the dog you get in Persona 3. Hmm. who's one of the playable characters it's like oh this dog has a persona oh there we go uh i have angelo from final fantasy 8 who i literally forgot about until, but uh <laughs> c dog va's been playing final fantasy 8 uh yesterday and today so i've been watching it and i was like oh yeah i forgot that um renoa has a dog has a hmm. pet dog yeah when i when i seen the final fantasy en- entries like it was all chocobos it's like mm, it's a bit he, of a stretch oh, like chi- as chickens well. maybe hmm? again red as well as as one of the pets mm, nah I yeah. uh, technically another doggo I wouldn't count yeah, Red I wouldn't count Red 13 as a pet well, look, it's a natural yeah. character yeah. like Angelo is not a an, well he is a character but he's not like you don't play as him you play as Red 13 no he's, he's just a missile yeah he's <laughs> just like um, you know like, when I first played Final Fantasy 8 I mean yeah it's a little bit out there but I do remember it when Renoa uh, when first fired Angelo and it made me stop playing for a minute and just go this is really stupid isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't take this seriously anymore. Uh, I, I think I was trying to show my dad like how cool it is. Like, look at Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was not a good example. <laughs> uh, I, I put Sif from Dark Souls. Yes, that, that, a very loyal pet. So yes. I did not. I don't know why I didn't think of Sif. Before, I, that's what I thought you two would put down. I don't you. know why I didn't think of Sif. Yeah, I was no. thinking more so. After, I think I was. More so thinking of pets that accompany, but then all of a sudden I thought of Fluffy, so which obviously just defeats the whole point. I was just like, oh, Sif, Sif is the best girl f- for the the most uh, loyal <laughs> and s- the saddest story in uh, Dark Souls. The yeah, I don't really know what I meant, but to the, the most tragic night in Dark Souls. That's what I meant to say. Um, I and then my last one was uh, Lind from the Snow Leopard from Octopath Traveler. He's a good. He the, that Snow Leopard is a a good leopard. Yeah, I was going to mention Torrent, but it's as a said mentioned with a pony it's just a horse yeah it doesn't offer anything like there's no there's nothing there it's just i ride it it yeah helps me i would say a pony has a much more than does she though <laughs> yeah have you played twilight princess hi Oh, well, yeah. Right. Right. All, all I know is from um, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. I was like, it's just a horse. I was more in Majora's Mask than Ocarina, but yeah, my pony's got quite a bit. But then, that's what that's what I put down. But Connor Homaru from Persona 3, Lynn from Octopath Traveler, Sif from Dark Souls, Angelo from Final Fantasy VIII, Misha from Warcraft 3, and your dog from Fable 2. So, neither of you got Boo the Hamster from Baldur's Gate. No, because I've never played it. Yeah, that's Go same. for the eyes, Boo. Go for the eyes. I never played it. Neither have I. But I know the phrase, <laughs> and I know people are very fond of Boo the Hamster. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even look at my Steam library for games that I have pets in. Yeah, uh, what else we got? Um, there's Co- there's Kota from Enchanted Arms again, just a dog that runs away but takes you to the ice, the Queen of Ice's lair, which is a major plot point. So anyway. yeah, that's that's a from software game, and I still highly recommend you play it. From from what I can think of, the best rabbit in gaming is a uh, Daisy the rabbit from Doom, which is like the entire reason the Doom Slayer wants to kill demons for killing his pet <laughs> rabbit. Oh. Fuckers. And if you look closely in Doom Eternal, you can find rabbits dotted around as Easter eggs in the levels. Oh. You have to look very closely. Yeah, Daisy the rabbit, number one rabbit. F F in chat for Daisy the rabbit. Oh, here, here's something I've just seen. Chow's from Sonic. Oh yeah, <laughs> not technically animal. <laughs> <laughs> you breed them. Cute. You do tournaments with them. Well, they are pets. Not actually wrong. No. Uh, I'll just keep trying to keep things grounded in reality. 
Well, video Very games. pet birds in any games. Oh, uh, Borderlands. Um, you got um. Oh, Bloodwing. Yeah, Mordecai Bloodwing, with his yeah. pet bird. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's the name? There's of the his... cuttlefish from Subnautica. Got to mention that. Really that one. The cute, cute fish. Yeah, it's like a fish you find right at the end of the game. You can make put it in your aquarium and it just follows you around everywhere. I'm gonna say I, I've recently been playing a uh, Spyro Three for the first time, yeah. and there's a lot of animals in that. But I wouldn't say any of them are good. They're all gatekeeping little shit. <laughs> It's like, oh, you need this to help us save the world. Oh, here, do a tedious side mission where we're going to obstruct you and you can have it. I quite Spot. like the... Best dragonfly pet. I would say the snow yeah. leopard in uh, Sparrow 2 is quite a, f- a f- nice little pet. Yeah, yeah when, the, when he just escorts you around. Like, give him the fish and then he's like, just constantly follows you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that but... is actually kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, but that stretch then, what about the penguin in Mario 64? What, the one that you just always yeet off the cliff? It's fun for five minutes. Yeah, fun for five minutes, did you say? Did I? Yeah. Did, did I send <laughs> that? Like 20 years. It's fun for 20 years. <laughs> did I, I sent that meme to you guys where it's got Mario and Link and they're both chucking, Mario's chucking the penguin off the cliff and then Link's chucking the Koroks off the cliff from Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> No, I did see it. That sounds like it'd be funny. Oh, I've got too many. I've got so many funny Tears of the Kingdom memes. Mm. How about pets in games? Like Zelda again, but you got the cuckoos. I mean, they're essentially chickens, aren't they? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they're good or not, but they they will destroy you. They were, they don't just, miss them. They are just, well, yeah, true. I, I think you could stop Ganon just using cuckoos if you're really determined enough. If they rise up, they could absolutely destroy him. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think any others but I, I would open my steam library but I, I can't run now i've got my steam steam library open now i'm having a look through all right bit of a stretch but another doggo but he's a very good boy it's always the doggos yeah R- rush from the Mega Man games Oh, I would say Rush. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he literally allows Mega Man to turn into a jetpack in he, like six and seven. No, Not many dogs allow you that. He's even Either. there in Smash Bros. Helping helping Mega Man fight in Smash Bros. Yeah, and digs up items. Yeah. Very good boy. Uh, I, think of I think we can come to the conclusion that dogs make the best. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the, the problem. There's too no, many dog video game dogs that are just... Good, good pets in video yeah, games. Yeah, we need to, we need, we need more video games where I don't know. Give us a hamster or something. Yeah, or give us something different. Is there good cats? That's a question. See, that's the thing about cats is like they're mostly independent, so they're not. Oh, really what's the one for the Last Guardian? That looks like a cat. Oh, yeah, I know the one you mean, but yeah. I wouldn't really call that a good pet because it's kind of like the, the main thing. cat from Stray. How's that? Well, it's not really a pet though. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it is a cat. I I, I class that as a cat. Yeah, well, that's just Palico. Palicos seem to be the best. Alvina from Dark Souls. Yeah, and she uh, does nothing. There's the other cat in Dark Souls too. Soldier stuff. Uh, oh yeah, the, whose name I can never the, pronounce. The, the cat ring, to, so you can actually go down the sewers safely. Uh, the one beginning with S. She she clef or oh the shithead. Here's two. Yeah, shithead. Here's here's two from uh from uh, what, both from the same franchise. Polem. Pera from Crash Bandicoot. They're kind of pets. Mm. Kind of... Uh, you've also got the bo- you've also got the boar from the Crash Bandicoot. The first <laughs> one in particular. Well, I was like, well, Polo is like with crashing Coco at the end at, at the start of uh, Crash Three uh, mm. before they go to the warp room, and then Pera is kind of Coco's little pet afterwards. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally having a look at the moment. I'm just getting ones like Kate Sith from Final Fantasy VII as apparently a pet. No, one of the best. Sif is cats. a robot. I know it's come yeah. up as like the best cat. No, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's definitely a robot. 
And he's remote controlled. He's not there. He's a, he's a man in a boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Got the ball there, didn't they? they? They really didn't do any research on these lists, did they? No. <laughs> they sourced the screenshots and go, yeah, that's a cat. That'll do. Yeah, the main cat yeah. from Cat's Quest. Mm. But, 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 yeah. They, Next they're minute, inventive with some of these. Next minute, oh. someone will be like, oh, Teddy from Persona 4. I'm like, no. Go fuck off. Although I wouldn't blame them if they started listing all the Arcanites girls because they're good. They're good. They're good. Good animals. Oh, oh, I did think, oh, thinking of a cat, I did think of the, the cat from Persona 5, but I wouldn't say that he's the best pet. He got really annoying really fast. I was like, shut up. Let me just play the game. Like, do like. oh, I, I'll do something tonight. No, you have to go bed. Why? Why do I have to go bed? I want to do something. So no, he's not a good pet. He's a bad cat. Mm. They are a little more recent, but I haven't played the game. But I think some people like him. At least he looked cute to start with. You've got the pet animals in Far Cry six you've got the little sausage dog oh. and you've got um you've got the alligator as well uh, tax people for you so okay. have a pet alligator you get and there's a bear as well in far cry 4 don't you no, get, five. Uh, what, don't you get like saber two tigers in primal yeah yeah primal uh yeah you've got the uh owl companion who acts as like your sort of map as well uh, i can't can't remember the name of it i've just typed in the best birds in video games just to try and get some ideas <laughs> guess what the top guess what the top three is oh sorry let's do the top five I bet you one of them's Falco from Star Fox. Yeah, so Falco is second. <laughs> That's a good fucking guess. <laughs> but the Cuckoo uh, is a fifth. Pidgey is fourth. Of all the birds, Pidgey is apparently the best. Right. Really? Expresso the ostrich from Donkey Kong. Right. And then number one is the ducks from Duck Hunt, which is a very based opinion. So none of them are pets, really. No, because I just need to type in the best birds in video games. Actually, I'll let Espresso the ostrich slide because he is a companion that helps out Donkey Kong, and you do play as them. So I'm willing to let that one slide. It is a second. Yeah, I can't remember the story. I know his name. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Donkey Kong, you've got the animal ones. You've got On Guard the Swordfish. Gebora, Gebora. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Donkey Kong's actually got quite a few. Uh, Kazooie, best bird. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie, I suppose. Yeah, I'm for promote it, but yeah. Well, Kazooie's not. Kazooie's just a Kazooie's great bird. bird. Yeah, yeah. Right, what other animals are there that we need to represent in video games? I oh, know, I'm trying my best. <laughs> you clearly want a hamster, Brandon. You want a. Right, best ham- in video games, let's have a look. You, you've you've mentioned it, mentioned the animal enough, so you clearly want a hamster. Best in, in, hamster in video games. In video games, well, oh. I did say I did say Boo from Baldur's Gate earlier. That was that a hamster? That was a hamster. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, you got a character called Yogurt in Shining Force. Apparently, uh, the best rated hamster is from a game called Part Time UFO. Oh, I've I've heard of that game. Hamtaro. Yeah. You, you, ham- you got Rick the hamster from Kirby's yep. Dreamland Rick Two. Rick from oh, yeah, Kirby. Yeah, okay. Rick. Uh, I know. Rick. Rick. Sumu from Rick. the game called Sumu. Dogurt from Shining Force, A Legacy of Great Intentions. Said that. Space <laughs> Hamster from Mass Effect 3. Oh, I, I, know. Oh, I think it might be another dog, you know. But I, and I has a Hamster from Sims 4. I've, I've remembered another uh, another pet. Uh, right. What's its name? Let me just find it. Find it. Uh... <laughs> well, Barbus from Skyrim. Oh, you know when yeah, you do the Daedric um... Prince quest? Yeah. Right, character. He stays with him throughout, trying to do his wishes, even though he's a useless Daedric Prince. And he goes so far as to get Bar- Clavicus file tries to get Barber sacrificed to give you his boon. Oh, you've got Roach to Horse from The Witcher. Uh, yeah, it's just a horse. Yeah, but horses are still a pet. Best unicorns in video games. Unicorn? <laughs> Princess Butt Stallion from Borderlands. Done. Best unicorns in video games. The unicorn from... Oh, the horses from Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. What about the goose from Untitled Goose Game? Yeah, that, and, and don't forget the goat from Goat Simulator. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question. Is the Yeti from Final Fantasy VI a pet? I don't know because I've not played it. 
I'm gonna go with one and say like Yetis aren't real, but uh, who cares at this point? <laughs> Would it be of course, you, you and Bentley from Spyro Three are not real. No, I only say the pet from. I only say yet the Yeti from Final Fantasy Six because you can't actually control him when he's in your party. Um, what about the Nintendo Dogs? We have to talk about those. Dog- Did you guys actually play Nintendo Dogs? No, no. You never played not, it. No, because no, I'm not six. <laughs> I'm not. A no, girl. but I mean like. When the, when the Nintendo DSs first came out, I think Nintendo Dogs was the game that I got with my DS. And I just always used to love playing it, like taking the dog out for a walk, picking up its shit. And, um, you know, basically trying to get the free presents, stroking it, and then grooming it. It's obviously, you know, being like nine or ten at the time. I think both Chris and I can probably say the same say the same thing about this. We had a real dog. We didn't need the game. I had a real dog as well. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's the, just the, the game that came up, with, with my DS. The, the ones in Nintendo Dogs aren't shaped to like fully formed characters. They're just sort of like, yeah, they're just sort of made up like randomly generated ones. They don't have any character. Wouldn't even do horses in video games. They seem underrepresented as well. True. Yeah, but it's still written like have backstories. Like if owner's got a backstory, like <laughs> the only horse with backstory and her and torrent and maybe red mane from dynasty warriors and roach it's got an entire fucking book series <laughs> roach, roach is nothing roach dies all the fucking time in in oh, the book in the witch books roach dies all the time it's like what are you naming it Geralt? roach it yeah, dies yeah, next that... horse what are you calling it girl roach. roach literally in the in the books he has like five horses and they're all fucking named roach and i i love that oh it's brilliant um, but you know, it's like he doesn't get attached to his horses and just names them Roach. There's another dog for you. The <laughs> dog at the end of Silent Hill 2 for the UFO ending. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you got the fucking song that goes with it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm running out of animals. Um, I'm running out of animals. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do- Donald Duck from Kingdom Hearts. Over here. <laughs> Mickey Mouse, best mouse. Mm, not about that. Well, what other ma- yeah. m- mice are there in video games? C- Queena from uh, Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mousley from Final Resident Evil Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> uh, you, there's possums. You got possum. You got fucking um. You got Sparkster from Rocket Knight Adventures. One of my favourite games ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically it's anthropomorphic, but one of the best games ever is Rocket Knight Adventures. And how many yeah. games do you play as a possum in a suit of armour? Eh? <clears throat> not many. Do you foresee any sort of games coming in like the near future that might give us like a another memorable pet for all the right reasons, or do you think yes. that's a fleeting wish? No, there will be. Uh, it depends if we'll play it, but there will be. Yeah, I was nearly going to go on and say, not technically an animal, but I suppose it's a bit of a pet. It's like the baby Metroid. <laughs> it's getting a bit silly now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd count a baby Metroid as a pet. It's like, oh. I'd have one if I could. <laughs> it's just biting my head. Yes, that's a pet. <laughs> but if, if I can start shooting hyper beams afterwards, that'd be well worth it. Hmm. <laughs> You know, a lot of these lists count Yoshi as a pet. I, I'm, I was like, I wonder when one of us are going to mention Yoshi. And I think all three yeah. of us are like, nah. Nah, not. It's, it's not a pet. It's a playable character. Yeah. And, and that's that you keep like, throwing to his doom just to make jumps. So uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Do, do you think all the Yoshis are called Yoshi? Or do you reckon Mario is just doing the same as Geralt does with Rogue? <laughs> it's like, got a new Yoshi. What's his name? Yoshi. Oh, the red one's died. What's the yellow one? Yoshi. Yoshi. 
going to throw that to its doom just to make a small jump as well. That all makes sense now that you mentioned that they're all called Yoshi. doesn't matter what colour they are. They're all Yoshi. Yeah, I think we've I've probably stretched the limits of this. Uh <laughs> Somewhat. I mean, yeah, yeah I there's some legit creatures. Yeah, I mean, it's mostly dogs, isn't it? It really it is. is. It's mostly it's dogs. Mostly dogs. Yeah. I can't think of many birds or other animals which are video game companions. No, a lot of them are a real stretch. Or, or yeah, you gotta you gotta play around the rules. It's like it's not like fully a bird. It's like semi sentient, <laughs> semi anthropomorphic. Yeah. Mm. All right. You know what? Skatebird. Did anyone play that game? <laughs> Yeah, game that came out a couple of years ago, which everyone got really excited for. It was like, you play as a skateboarding bird, and then it came out and it was absolute crap, and so many people were upset. No, what no. the hell is this game? I'm literally skate- seeing pictures of it now. All I see is a budgie with its thumbs up. Skate bird. Yeah, yeah I've typed in skate bird. I'm very confused. Yeah, it's literally just a skateboarding game where you play as a bird skateboarding, and people were just sold on that concept, and then it just came out. And- I have one sentence there. to sell you the game. It was apparently designed by Megan Fox. There you oh. go. That's my ending note for that. Fair enough. <laughs> well, then. well, I suppose we've got to ask uh, everyone at home, uh, who's your favourite animal in gaming? Anyone different from our list? I'm going to still stand by and say Fluffy's the best from mm. the zombie series. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Sif, but I've never ever played it. Sif. Oh, it's got to be Sif for me. I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, Rush from Megan. There you go, all got different favourite pets. Yeah, and they're all good boys. They're all kind of dogs. Fluffy girl. Fluffy's best girl. Well, you got Sif. Uh, don't know about that. Sif, questionable. All right, we've got one good boy. <laughs> Two good girls. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's it. Um, you know where we are on social media. The the usual places: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you know where we are on your podcast wise. You know where where to find us. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Just uh... I guess that's the way that the, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, that's the way the rich tea biscuit bends in the tea. Funny, funny enough, it kind of like the last episode kind of works quite well into this episode because the end of the last episode, I was like, "You can't pet the." I told you, you can't pet the dogs in Tears of the Kingdom. You're like, "What?" And now it's now this episode we're talking about video game pets. Yes, yeah, it's almost like a it's almost like a striking coincidence, isn't it? It's almost it's like, like we planned it. No, we didn't. We didn't. We did. I did. <laughs> you did. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> Well, we never plan anything for the show, do we? No. <laughs> for the most part. I wonder how good it would be if we actually did a script. It'd be shit. Nah. It'd yeah. be shit. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be too sterile, wouldn't it? All right, guys, um, I'll be reading a script. I'll be trying to pronounce a word, and I'll be like, uh, uh, I can't pronounce that word. I'm like reading the script. We've just had chat GP, GP sort our podcast episodes out. There you go. That'd be funny. Um, stay safe, and you'll hear us in two weeks. Yeah, bye. Bye. A blue ribband is not a biscuit. Facts. Rocket digestive.